Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Friday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all of our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way every morning with Strange Brew Coffeehouse. Swing through the drive-thru, head over to University Drive, or if you're in Tupelo, there's always Brew Below. And, you know, we're trying to get more locations. We're trying to get Hatt- Hattis Brewberg. We're trying to get Brew Luxie, Brew Ridian, uh, Olive Brunch. I don't know. Brew Orleans. Now we're talking Brew Orleans, Tusca Brusla, Brewmingham. These are all possible ideas. You know, one day, Las Brugas, New Bruce, Brew, Nor- Brew York City. I mean, these are all million-dollar ideas. We're trying to make that happen, but for now, you're good in Starkville and Tupelo uh, whenever you head over there. College Corner and collegecornerstore.com has everything you're looking for, maroon and white. Guys, it is October the 1st. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you right now. It's never too early to start thinking ahead. Christmas will be here before you know it. So I'm just saying, I know it's Halloween. I'm not trying to jump ahead of Halloween. I'm certainly not trying to jump ahead of Thanksgiving, which is my favorite holiday. I'm just giving you a heads up that you're going to look up at one point, and it's going to be December 23rd, and you haven't bought anything. So I'm just saying, that's an idea. And don't forget, if you want to make it really easy on yourself, a College Corner gift card goes a long way. Go to collegecornerstore.com, shop online. Humble Taco's waiting on you. What are you waiting on? Why haven't you headed there yet? Why haven't you tried Starbucks' most unique Mexican restaurant, maybe most unique restaurant of them all? Next time you're in town, make sure it's on your to-do list. Head over there, grab a margarita, sit out on the patio, get some chips and salsa, and enjoy some tacos like you've never had before. It's great stuff every time you're at Humble Taco. It's Friday. That means it's the three Ps, preview, playmaker, and prediction. Mississippi State. And Texas A&M, I want to go ahead and warn everybody. I am – so on the year, Robbie, when I make predictions, when I have been positive, I am, uh, I am one and one. And when I have been negative, I am one and one. So something's got to give this week. Nothing really that – we don't learn anything from that. No, no. I Which tells us that we don't know what Mississippi State truly is. Right. Right, and that, that's a, that's, that could be the theme of this podcast, to be honest with you. Is, is this the game where we find out what Mississippi State really is? Are they a team that when they play clean football, when they make fewer mistakes in their opposition, they're a team that can win football games? Or are they a team that just can't get out of its own way? That's, that's what we may be able to find out. This Texas A&M team, even more so than a week ago with LSU. Because LSU, if you remember, they lost that game, but then they had back-to-back non-conference games that allowed them to get a little footing underneath them, right? Texas A&M is just coming off getting punched in the mouth by Arkansas. They are wobbly. Jimbo Fisher, you all saw the meme or the, the, the numbers going around today. 
that his record after 40 games is the exact same as Kevin Sumlin's after 40 games. The difference is about $6 million of real cash per year. So A&M, you know, I'm not saying they're, 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 they're down for the count. I don't, I'm not saying they're weak or ripe for the picking. But they are definitely not where they want to be at this point. And Mississippi State might have an advantage here, uh, even going on the road. I, I guess that's the question, uh, Robbie. What, what team are we going to see this weekend? Can we see a cleaner, more consistent team like we talked about on yesterday's podcast? Or are we going to keep saying the same Mississippi State team that makes mistakes? That's really the, the, the crux of the situation for Mississippi State and is going to define whether or not they win the ball game because I think they're perfectly capable of winning this game. I don't think A&M's offense is very good. I think their defense is very good, but I think State can move the ball on this defense. Can you finish drives? Can you get in the red zone and score a touchdown? Can you get in the red zone even if you don't score a touchdown? Can you get a field goal? Because I think in this ball game, I think field goals – can win the ball game for you if you're scoring a touchdown here or there too. Uh, you know, I don't think this is going to be a shootout by any means. So for State, it's taking care of the little things, making sure that you're not making those special team mistakes that's killed you in the last two ball games. Don't get down by two or three touchdowns and have to make that fourth quarter comeback. Stay in the ball game early. Don't have that opening drive turnover that you had against Memphis and LSU. Can you drive down the field on that opening possession score touchdown? That things like that is going to be the difference between Mississippi State winning and losing this game, I think. What's the number, Robbie? What's the number I would have to say? I can guarantee Mississippi State gets this amount of points that you would say, well, then I would guarantee Mississippi State wins. I'd feel safe at 28. I agree with that. Can you go any lower if I said 24? That feels I like, think 24 would be on the, would be on the verge. Uh, 24 uh, is like, if I was going to set a number, 24 and a half yeah. would be right there. I put the hook on there. Because I, I don't think that A&M's offense is good, but I think, I, I think that they can score 24 points in this game yeah. and win. Yeah. So, I feel that, going back to what we talked about yesterday in great detail, that if State plays clean, this game could go very similarly – to what we saw against NC State. You remember NC State had been dominant running the football uh, in their one in their previous game, and Mississippi State completely shut them down. Mississippi State on the season is giving up just over 70 yards rushing a game. They're going to face a great running back in Isaiah Spiller, but if they limit him, there's you can't you just as we sit here on Friday, and, and this is one of those things, this is sort of like a Joe Moorhead kind of thing, right? Like on paper, Joe Moorhead's great hire. On paper, if you could tell me State is as good against the run as they have been and they're going to limit Isaiah Spiller to 60 yards or so, I don't have any faith in Calzada to be able to win the game in the air. I shouldn't. So, no, yeah, go ahead. Th- this feels like a very similar matchup to NC State offensively for Mississippi State's defense. It's an offense that they're going to want to run the football to open up the pass. Um, they haven't been great throwing the football, and that's something that, you know, they were pretty good at last year to go along with their rushing attack. They made their offense kind of get, kind of work. This one is not, is not working the same way, and a lot of that is they lost the guy that they thought was going to be their, their quarterback, and they're having to throw a guy in there that doesn't have a whole lot of ex- experience, that don't have the same 
caliber wide receivers, um, at least from a production standpoint. They have a great tight end. Um, Anaya Smith is a really good wide receiver, but those are kind of their two targets. And we haven't really seen a whole lot from the rest of the guys at this point. So they're kind of one-dimensional at, at, at this point in time. They have two really good running backs. They have a big play threat at running back to go along with Spiller, who can eat up some yards and, and can be kind of that guy that grinds out yardage. But that, that's going to be their game. They're going to want to set the tone on the ground. Their offensive line hasn't been as good this year. So Mississippi State can get a little bit of a, a edge there by stopping the run. They've been really good at stopping the run against just about everybody this year. So I, I think that's going to be Zach Arnett's game plan once again, try to stop the run and try to force Kazada to beat them down the field. And I think he can make a, a few plays down the field, but I don't think he's going to be able to do that routinely. It feels like that's been Zach Arnett's plan basically since week one. That yeah. we're going to stop the run, and you know it, it's going to leave us susceptible. It's going to leave us vulnerable. <laughs> I couldn't get it out of my mouth. It's going to leave us vulnerable to some big plays in the passing game, but we are going to stop the run, and it worked. It worked against North Carolina State. It's worked against Memphis, and it's worked against LSU. And North Carolina State rushed for 300 yards against South Florida. They rushed for 32 against Mississippi State. Uh, Memphis rushed for over 300 yards against Arkansas State. They rushed, I think, for 60, 70 yards against Mississippi State. LSU as a team has not been successful running the football, and State just kept them right there, uh, 70 yards rushing. This is the second-best rush defense in the conference behind Georgia. Uh, and, of course, State hasn't had the benefit of playing such a weak uh, offensive opponent like Clemson. You know, If they had, it might be even better. So... I think that's going to be the game plan once again. I agree with you that it's just going to, they're going to, you have to take Spiller out of the equation. Calzada's not good enough to beat you uh, by himself. And then offensively for Mississippi State, I feel like it's going to be sort of an every week thing until it isn't that we're going to talk about this offense in terms of can they stretch the field a bit more. One thing that I, I feel like gets lost in some of these discussions we're having is. We're talking about what two to three passes? Is that that's all we're talking about? If if Rogers is forty for fifty one for three hundred and sixty eight yards, so that's not a great day in terms of yards per attempt and and yards per completion, right? He can have the exact same numbers, but on on, a, on three of his five yard completions, if I turn those into twenty five yard completions, and now he's 40 for 58, 40 for 51 for 408 yards or 428 yards, I think would be the number. It's a completely different thing. It's finding two or three passes where instead of the check down, instead of the short throw, he pushes the ball down the field to find a receiver uh, vertically. That's all we're really talking about, isn't it? Yeah, I don't think you have to see this guy come out and throw you know, 10 to 12 passes 50 yards down the field. I mean, some people might want to see that, but that's this offense doesn't need that. It just needs the threat that you can get the ball down the field, that you're not just going to dump it off the entire ball game zero to, to 10 yards. And, you know, I think we saw a little bit more of that last week. I, I thought that he did get the ball down the field some last week and had some big plays. But you just need to see more of it. This offense has just got to be more of more of a uh, a threat downfield than what it is right now. 
Um, but I, I do think we're seeing strides offensively. I think everybody can agree with that. Anybody that, that's, that's able to remember what it was like last year with his offense and look at it this year, I think just about everybody that can agree that it's made some major strides. Now it's about seeing the field a little better, seeing your open receivers when they're there for bigger plays because, I mean, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to come up with the fact that a 25-yard game is better than a five-yard game. Right. And there, there are plays to be made. We've said it over and over and over. There's plays to be made in this offense down the field. It, it's not an offense that's three yards in a cloud of dust. People believe that it's an that it's an antiquated offense, things like that. And there are some antiquated principles in it. But I just think that we're not seeing the whole picture right now of what this offense can be. I, I think there's a lot more out there for this offense, and it's just not being accomplished at this point. A&M's defense is really good. Um Especially up front, I think that they 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 are they are they're very solid up there. Mississippi State was pretty successful a week ago running the football. Do you think they can duplicate that success against this A and M defense? It's hard to imagine, especially if they come out in a four man front, and you know that that defensive front is going to be as good as they'll play this season. Especially the the the, the most experienced front that they'll see. They've got nine returning starters out of 11 on the entire defense. The, I think three of the four starters up front returned from last season, and the other guy is like a fifth-year senior, I believe. So that group's very good. Um, the linebackers are solid. Defensive backs are, are, are pretty darn good, too. It's going to be a tough defense. This is going to be one of the better defenses that you're going to play this season, both in passing game and against the run. And I'm interested to see what um, Elko does against Mississippi State. He has, the, he has the guys out there that I think that they can run a base man defense against Mississippi State and have some success. Do they come out in that defensive front or do they come out like LSU did last week with a three-man front? Because if they come out with a three-man front, I do think that State can have some success running the ball even against that group. Um, so that that's what I'm really interested to see. What is Mississippi? What kind of looks does Mississippi State see right away? Uh, because I think that can go a long way in knowing how that game kind of comes out and how Mississippi State um, dictates dictates its offense. So I, that that's that's going to be the the most interesting thing for me on Saturday is seeing what what A and M comes out in defensively because I think. I, I kind of think that Elko might might show more of a four-man front than what we saw last week from LSU. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Do you expect to see Emmanuel Forbes out there this weekend? You know, that's a, that's a very interesting question. He's been practicing some this week from what um, I've been told, and it's just a, it's just a deal where it's probably going to have to be. I think it's a concussion. We haven't gotten anything official on that. Does he pass the the concussion protocol is going to be the 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 answer to that question. And if not, then you're going to see a lot of Decameron Richardson and ready or not for him. The good news there is, if I'm not saying it's there's any, but that this team, Texas A&M, is so weak passing the football that this might actually be a good spot for him to come in. That you don't you don't have to fear. You know, Emerson will take care of his side. You can shade some coverage over towards Richardson to help him out a little bit. But this isn't a team that you fear beating you passing the football. Right. But I mean, one one area that Emmanuel Forbes 
could really help in this ball game beyond the passing game is coming up and defending the run. He's been so good tackling in open space and coming in from that corner position. I'm not saying the Cameron Richardson can't because that's something that he really showed a lot of in high school is, uh, you know, getting and defending the run and being there in run support. So I do think it takes away a little bit of what Mississippi State wants to do defending the run too with, with Emerson out, but it's just, I mean, with Forbes out, but it just is what it is there. I mean, you just you don't have a choice. Somebody's got to step up and, and make some plays on Saturday there. Special teams, another injury question. Do you expect to see Brandon Ruiz back this week? Uh, that's another wait and see there. I mean, that I, I don't even know what his injury really is. I've heard that it was a hamstring. I've heard that, uh, you know, Steve reported on the board that he's heard it's a, a back issue. I don't have anything – for certain. And here's another thing with, with uh, Mike Leach. If you could just give us some semblance of what we're looking for here. I mean, it's just, you're, you're going to have people constantly questioning, yeah, uh, you know, things about your team. I mean, it, it'd be nice to have some something. You know, he's got a back issue or he's, you know, his hamstring or something, something we could go on because it leads us to speculation like this. Just lower body injury would be Yeah, fine. I'd be okay with that. Yeah. We'll see what happens. A lot of a couple injury questions, but everything feels like this is the most positive I've felt about a game, even the Memphis game. I, I just felt like you know, Memphis is a team that could score points and they could make it interesting. I thought State would win that game and win it easily, but I, I saw a path for Memphis to put it into a shootout and find a way. In this game, I feel like it's going to be an ugly and a low scoring game. And I just feel like State is better offensively. For the first, maybe for the first time this year, than the team they're playing, and that you know, Calzada is not a guy I have a whole lot of faith in. So you sort of see is, the way I'm leaning. It is a really good matchup for Mississippi State's defense, mm-hmm. um, and for the offense, not so much. But I don't think a is going to be a good matchup for anybody offensively uh, this season, for the most part. But this is one of those – this is probably going to be the best matchup for Mississippi State in a top 15 game Yeah, that we that we see this year. We'll see. Um, if, we'll see if they're yeah, actually a top 15 team this weekend, I guess. And I don't think – I don't think they are at this point. Yeah. After seeing – after knowing what we what we know from the Colorado game and seeing them last week against Arkansas, I just don't – I don't buy them. I, I've been skeptical of A&M since they came into the league. And last year I, was the first time that I felt like maybe I'm wrong about A and M. Maybe maybe Jimbo is turning the corner. No. Now I'm back to the, the they're they're pretenders. They're yeah, pretenders uh, until they prove me wrong. That's that's what A and M is. I agree. All right, let's uh, let's get into the second half of the show. That's brought to you by our good friends over at Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Next time you are in Starkville, you know you got to get over to Two Brothers. I don't even have to tell you to go over to Two Brothers. That's just the way that it is. You may have seen me uh, tweet one of their pictures of their one of my favorite dishes over there, the pork rind nachos. I gave you the pro tip. When you get the pork rind nachos at Two Brothers, just say add bacon. And that's all I'm going to tell you, but you won't regret that decision, I promise you. So much great food on the menu. It's not just about barbecue at Two Brothers. It's smoked southern soul food in the heart of the Cotton District at Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Advantage Business Systems has a two-way plan to take care of your business. They're going to offer you an incredible selection of products and services, everything a business needs from a technological standpoint, copiers, printers, computers, software, whatever it is, they've got it at Advantage Business Systems. And then they're going to back up every single sale they make with 
top-notch customer service, the kind you would expect to get when you're dealing with your next-door neighbor. And that's what they are at Advantage Business Systems. They are your next-door neighbor. They are a Mississippi business, first and foremost. They always have been, and they always will be. Call them today and find out how they can get to work for you. That number is 601-362-9192, or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. Robbie, who is your offensive playmaker for Mississippi State, Texas A&M? Oh, that's got to be Will Rogers. I feel like he is the the catalyst here for Mississippi State if they want to win this ball game. He's got to make the right decisions. He's got to find the right people at the right time. And it, it, it seems like it's a broken record. And I've said over and over, I, I don't feel like we need to put too much on this kid um, this season. But at the end of the day, this offense really revolves around the quarterback like a lot of offenses do. And Will Rogers has to be really, really good for this offense to be really, really good. And I think to win a ball game on the road, in the SEC, a tough environment, this is still a team that is – uh, that came into the season that was top five. A lot of people had high expectations for, and they have some great talent out there, especially defensively. For Will Rogers to beat this kind of defense and to win a ball game on the road in that kind of environment, he's got to be really good on Saturday. I'm going with him. So if Rogers is good, some of the receivers have to be good. It's time for Jaden Wally to step up and have a big game. Hasn't had one this year. I, I, this is the game where he needs to do that. Uh, he needs to come out and have a six, seven catch game over a hundred yards and get into the end zone. Uh, Mississippi State, you know, Makai Polk has been so so consistent so far, uh, and you, you know, you know what you're going to get from your running backs. They need another playmaker to step up. Uh, I want Wiley to sort of get some um, some uh, revenge from last week uh, when he dropped that pass that could have been a big play. Let's see if he can make that grab this time. I think Jaden Wally is a key for Mississippi State. Plus, it looks like. You know, he has become a bigger part of the return game, returning punts. Maybe this is a week he can get a, a good return on a punt, set MSU up with some good field position. Jaden Wally is my offensive playmaker. Who are you taking on defense? In a game like this where A&M is probably going to try to establish the run to have some success offensively, I'm going to go with Jet Johnson. He's Mississippi State's best probably against the run. Since he's kind of jumped in there and kind of taken over almost at middle linebacker, um, I, I, I feel like he's been one of State's best guys in that front seven. And this is an offense that, that he should thrive against, a team that's going to run the football. He's very good against the run. Uh, I don't think you want to see him out there, uh, you know, trying to guard all SEC-type wide receivers in the passing game, but against the run – I'd take him against anybody on Mississippi State's defense getting off of his block and getting to a guy and wrapping up and making a tackle. So I think he's going to be, if not the leading tackler on the team, number two on the team on Saturday in tackles. And we could see him knock a ball free, come up with a big-time play or something down the stretch. I'm going with Jet. So I'm going to take your your thought process there and sort of go the other way. And what I mean by that is I think MSU will be successful against the run which means they're going to have opportunities to get after Calzada in the passing game. So I'm going to go with another linebacker. We haven't really had a big game out of Aaron Brule just yet. Uh, he's just been solid this season, but nothing spectacular. 
He's got to have a breakout game at some point. He's too talented not to. Maybe this is the week for him. Texas A&M has had problems protecting their quarterbacks this year, which is a surprise because I think coming into the season, we all thought that's a really good offensive line. But they haven't played well this year. Maybe Brew Lake can get off the schneid a little bit this week with a couple of sna- oh, snacks. Sacks. You can see my- You're hungry. Make, make your fat jokes, guys. It's okay. I'm not a human <laughs> being or anything. No, it's fine. Uh, yeah. I get a couple of sacks this week and get get his season really uh, going in the right direction. So I'm going to go with the senior, uh, Aaron Brule. Who do you have making a big play in this game? Who is your X factor? Uh, who do I think is going to make a big play in this one? I'm going to go on the offensive side of the ball for Mississippi State because I think that's going to be the difference in the ball game. If State wants to win this thing, they're going to have to come up with big plays offensively. I'm going to go with Makai Polk. He's been one of the the best receivers in the entire SEC this year, and I think that he's going to be a guy that, that comes up big in the red zone because I think State can push the ball down the field. I don't know how many big plays they're going to get. So when they get in the red zone, they're going to have to finish. I'm going to go with Makai Polk. He's going to come up with a big touchdown reception inside the red zone that – that helps Mississippi State win this ball game if they do win. Polk is an interesting choice because that's a guy. I mean, he's thirty-eight catches on the season. He is on pace to have a monster uh, statistical season. And basically, you know, as as we've been sort of tracking Will Rogers in his pursuit of the all these single season passing records, Polk is on route to get some of those uh, those receiving records. So that's that's probably a very interesting choice. Let me stay on defense for mine. Um, Jalen Green returning to the state of Texas, uh, to his home state. Obviously, he went to Texas, so my guess is no love lost for the Aggies, even though they never played each other. Uh, and if, if, if Martin Emerson is out this week, you know, you know that they're going to try to target Richardson. Green's going to have to be sort of the eye in the sky there. Uh, he's made a couple of plays this year, need a couple more from him this week. So I think Jalen Green could be a guy to keep an eye on to maybe get a pick and, and give MSU some good field position at some point. Need him to, to show up this week. He was the uh, the featured guy, I believe, on was that on HailState.com this week? Did, did, did Joel or Logan have that, that puff piece this week? I'm not giving those guys my click. <laughs> They're competition, though. They are the click. Don't talk about them like that. That's our, that's our blood. All right, so uh, – Offensive for uh, Robbie, Will Rogers for me, Jaden Wally. Defensive uh, for Robbie was Jet Johnson for me, Aaron Brule, and then the X Factor, Makai Polk for Robbie, Jalen Green for me. Prediction time, Robbie, what do you got? After this entire time we sit here pumping up Mississippi State, I'm going to pick them to lose. Oh, man. <laughs> um, I'm, just not, I'm just not ready, Brian. I'm not ready to say that Mississippi State is going to go on the road and win a big road game in the SEC after they've just lost on the road at Memphis and they just lost to LSU at home. I mean, I just, I'm just not ready yet. I think that it's entirely possible that they can win this game, mm-hmm. but I'm not ready to say that they that they do it. I I do have a feeling that they're going to cover. Um, so I, I think they're I, the I think the spread seven and a Close half loss again. Jeez, okay. Yeah, I I picked LSU by three last week. I was spot on. This week, I'm going to pick Texas A&M by three. 24-21. All right. So, so that number and there's your, And that's that number that I said was borderline. Yeah. 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 But if State – but like I said, if State scores 28, I feel really uh-huh. good about Mississippi State's chances. Okay. 
I, I just don't have any faith in AM offensively. They only they've only scored 20 points total in their two power five games this year against a terrible uh, Colorado team. And then last week they let Arkansas just sort of push them around the field. Uh, I think State will be able to bottle up Texas A&M offensively. And then it's just a question of can the Bulldogs get enough offensively. I think that they can. Close game again, but I'm going to give MSU the edge. 23-17 is my okay. final. So, so, so is this included in our picks? No, no. We never count the Mississippi State game. I have never counted it in the history of doing these picks. If we did, okay. uh, I'm trying to think, would, would there have made a difference? No, we would still be even. So, so, did, so we didn't have any diff- We didn't have any differences this week, did we? No, no. Yeah, you're still going to be two down when we get to uh, to Tuesday. So, okay. All right. So we'll be back uh, Sunday, uh, whenever, depending on Sunday when, or Saturday. When the, whenever the game goes, we might do a Saturday podcast if if State can uh, can pull the win out, uh, and then back for we have a, so we'll have a Saturday slash Sunday slash Monday podcast whenever that is, and then we'll have a Tuesday podcast, and then Robbie and I will be done for the week, and we'll be uh, taking we'll be taking a little recharge time. Uh, for ourselves. So guys, have a great weekend. If you're traveling to College Station, uh, please be safe. Or if you're doing whatever you're doing this weekend, please be safe. And we'll talk to you again very, very soon. Also want to mention, had an incredible amount of uh, of support uh, for when we found people found out we had a podcast advertising spot open. We're done. We, we, we don't need it. We got enough interest. We're going to flesh all that out. If, you, if, you, if, you, if you're too late, you're just too late. But that said, I do have some advertising opportunities available on Sports Talk Mississippi. Again, if you're interested in that, reach out to me at heydad at supertalk.fm. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Have a great weekend, guys. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Supertalk Mississippi. A Supertalk Mississippi media production.